What's up, guys? Welcome to Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying, the podcast that helps aspiring bosses go from nine to fives to seven-figure CEOs. I am your host, Asia Abstin, former bartender turned serial entrepreneur and coach to over 2,000 students. And I am on a mission to help you manifest your dream life, 10X your salary, and step into every room like you own the place. Each week, my guest and I will cover everything money, business, and mindset related to push you to be your absolute best self. You will also be getting financial literacy tips, game-changing perspectives, and passive income plays to impact your confidence and your bottom line. You'll learn how to work smarter, not harder, stop sleeping on your own potential, and climb the success ladder cocktail in hand. Are you ready? Let's get it. Three, two, one, yeah. Hello, Get Rich Crew. It has been a little while. Welcome back to the show. Per usual, I am your host, Asia Abstin. This is Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. I am super excited to be back. It's legit season five, which makes no sense. Where has the time gone? Um, but we're going to kick off today's episode with a blonde bombshell. I am <laughs> so pumped to have the one and the only wealthy woman, Donnie Brown, is in the building. What's <laughs> up, girl? Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It is such a pleasure. <laughs> I knew when I was coming back for season five, like I already had a dream guest list in mind. You were at the top of the list. And Aww. I'm just so pumped to talk to you because the second I came across your Instagram, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is my type of people. <laughs> we're, we're talking about making money. We're talking about being fabulous. We're talking about being a black queen rich bitch 24 seven. I knew you were my type of people like, so shout out (laughs) to Instagram for joining us together. But for the audience who does not know you, can you please introduce yourself? Yes. So like Asia said, my name is Donnie Brown. I um, am most well known as a coach. That is what I've done for the last few years. Um, I was, I had a really big course called beauty boss And so that course, I really dived in and taught people how to start their own beauty brands. And that was because I, that's kind of how I started my journey as a coach. I had my own beauty brand back in 2019 and I documented that process on YouTube and people just really took to it. And they were like, I love what you're doing. I feel like I relate to you. I want you to teach me how to do the same thing. So I just started doing that just based off of demand and it completely transformed my life. And I grew a seven figure course business <laughs> from that. And then after that, I had to hear it from a woman's perspective because everything that I read on Forbes is really like, just, it Mail sounds driven. like a man wrote it. Yeah. Yes. Because he did. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, And I want more diversity in here. And I want to hear more stories about things that I care about as a woman. So um, we will be launching that platform in January. So Forbes has a platform that Mm -hmm. does not serve us well enough. Forget Black women. It just doesn't serve women women. well enough. (laughs) So you felt inspired to do what they're doing, but on your own level. And that's the birth of wealthy women. Exactly. Yes. And so uh, we're launching that in January. So I'm really excited about that. It will begin as a newsletter 
And so this newsletter, you're going to hear all things tech, finance, business, um, all things funding, all things wellness. And just and when I say wellness, I'm talking anything from mindset to literally like if we're interested in a certain beauty product, like we're women. So yeah, <laughs> I want to cater to us wealthy women and more so wellness from the standpoint of convenience and bettering ourselves. So I'm excited to launch that. And this whole year, I have really dedicated my energy to growing the audience for Wealthy Woman and really getting this community involved and excited for what we have to come. And people so far are receiving it well. So I love it. I am super excited about that. Anything to do with Wealthy Woman, I will be tapped into. Um, Before we get too much deeper into the episode... It's time for a cocktail. I want to know okay. <laughs> what, Donnie, what do you drink when you are celebrating a seven figure season? What do the wealthy women of the world get into? Let me know what the get rich cocktail is. Today. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm a very simple girl. Typically, if I go out, I order an amaretto sour, but for lately, this is my new thing because I had a bunch of friends come over and they brought me a bunch of wine that was not that great. And so <laughs> what I started doing was making kind of like my own wine coolers. Okay. So I will just literally, whatever fruit I have in my freezer, I will throw it in the Nutribullet with some wine. And it's just like my new favorite thing. Like any type of frozen fruit, throw it in with the wine. But does it you come know? out like a smoothie? It kind of does, but it okay. tastes like a frosé, but just... It just and we love writer. a frosé, honey. We, we live for a frosé. Okay, got it. Yes. Okay, unexpected. Yeah, <laughs> but points for originality. Thank you. I would have to add some vodka to that cocktail personally, but mm-hmm. that will work for me. Okay. I like it. I like it. I'm down. Actually, I should have a wine night tonight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, don't get me started on the cocktails, child. It's Friday. Like I'm ready to run it up after. Right. This. Okay. So I want to <laughs> talk about your start in the game. You started in e-commerce. You mm-hmm. started in cosmetics, like, and you've been considered a funnel expert. Yes. I love sales funnels. Like, thank you. <laughs> and, but I don't think enough people, especially like my audience, they're very new entrepreneurs. They may not understand the sales funnel. They might not know why they need it. Can you give us like a quick overview for beginners of what a sales funnel is and why they're so important to have in our businesses? Yes. So, um, sales funnels really it's every customer has a customer journey, right? And on this journey, they are going from discovering you to purchasing, hopefully. And so with the funnel, you get to control that journey. That's really what the funnel is for. It's for you to control that journey and make sure everyone is having the same, if not a similar experience so that they can actually make that decision to purchase from you. And so I think, um, a lot of times people, when they think of funnels, they think of those funnels where you go to a sales page and then you click checkout and then it redirects you to a tripwire page and then it redirects you to another tripwire page and it's like 10 offers back to back. (laughs) And I used to think that was the only way to make a funnel. And so that was very um, icky to me. I just hated that experience. experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But I realized there are so many ways to make funnels. And so once I really tapped into that, it changed the game for me and my business. And so with e-commerce and like, um, physical products specifically, I'm really big on bringing that in-store experience online and building out your funnel to mirror that so that you can have 
the Nordstrom experience or the Neiman's experience or do something in a way where you are standing out from all these other e-commerce brands on the market, you know? And then with digital products, I feel like a lot of coaches that I know, like a lot of my peers, I've noticed that a lot of them have not reached the seven figure mark because they don't understand their funnel. (laughs) They don't understand the numbers and the math behind their funnel. And I really want people to understand that when you have a funnel, you can literally do math in order to figure out how to hit your sales goal. It doesn't have to be a game of chance. It does not have to be, oh gosh, how many times should I post? I don't know if I'm doing the right Right. thing. Literally with your funnel, because you should be able to track everything in your funnel, you should be able to tell, okay, all I need to do is send out two more emails. All I need to do is post three more times on my social media. All I need to do is get 200 more people to come visit my site in order for for me to hit my revenue goal. Like all of this is math. And so if you don't understand that, and you ain't tracking stuff right, then it's you in trouble. <laughs> yes. Okay. Lots of takeaways in that. Yeah. <laughs> I really like what you said about um, your funnel is kind of the way that you dictate how a customer moves through your business. I exactly. think that is the biggest thing to take away. Like so many people, they think of a sales funnel and they just don't understand what it even means or how it relates to their business. But that is the perfect way to explain it. This is how you give your customer direction. This is the GPS. This is the roadmap. This is you dictating exactly what steps you want them to take and what that step looks like when they're taking it so that they get to the next uh, phase of your business. This is their buyer's journey. This is how they go from never hearing from you ever in life, don't know that you exist, to not only being a customer, but being a regular customer and promoting your brand. So that is a major, major, major key. And my favorite part of funnels is that you can really build it one time, tweak, do a little tweak, do a little tweak, do a little tweak. And that becomes kind of a passive strategy for your business. Depending on what you do, you don't have to do that marketing 500 times because you've got a funnel. You don't have to set up that email 500 times because they already exist in the funnel. All you have to do is keep pouring new customers in and they will come out the bottom with cash in hand. And I also want to tap on the fact that you said it's just math. Instead of trying to, like you said, figure out everybody's algorithm or figure out how to master this new style of content. All you got to do is work the numbers backwards. That is a major key. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's, that's literally it. Like, I just really need people to understand that, like, you don't have to hop on the latest trend, understand your business and your customer and build your funnel according to that. That's it. Love it. So, 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 so smart. And then are you seeing, well, you said that some of our peers in the coaching space are lacking in their funnels. Like, do you think that the e-commerce crew gets it and the coaching like infopreneurs don't get it? Or what? what's the disconnect there? <laughs> I think the disconnect is that there's so much involved in running a business. <laughs> I think that's really it. And you so- tell it, child, okay? <laughs> and we out here running seven and eight of them at one time. Oh. Right. And so it's really hard to be good at everything in your business. So I understand that. Like some people are just really good coaches, but then when it comes to scaling, they're like, I don't know what to do. And so of course we do what coaches do. We learn from other coaches, but a lot of times those coaches don't even quite know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so the person that I learned from, they really were good at ads Mm -hmm. and you know, ads are very analytical. And Mm -hmm. so they applied that same mentality to the rest of their funnel. And 
that's when I, the, the light bulb went off in my head as I was watching them with their business. I was like, Oh, this is literally just math. Like it doesn't even matter if I'm running ads or not. It's like all of this. It's a formula. It's a formula. (laughs) So I was like, duh. That's why certain people, because every person that I've talked to that is struggling on some level with their business or that they just keep hitting a ceiling or maybe the numbers are up and down and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I have all my automations and this and this and that. They just don't know the math. I've, mm. I've talked to them, seen what they're doing. And it's like, oh, it's very simple. You just don't know the math. You don't know what's driving your sales versus what's not. You don't know what's getting you certain reactions. Yeah, they're in a guessing game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we don't have time for that because guys, what we want, Get Rich Crew, <laughs> we want predictable income. Period. I want to know every month if I take X, Y, Z amount of actions, they will produce X, Y, Z amount of results. Period. And that don't have nothing to do with Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, my boyfriend, what outfit I had on. All that is irrelevant. (laughs) Did I do the actions and did they equate to the results? The end. And that's how you simplify your business. Like everything we have to do is so hard and so detailed, but Mm -hmm. a sales funnel properly done will simplify your business, major, major key from Donnie already. Okay. I got another <laughs> question for you. And this is massive. I want to talk about the content crib. Okay. I think that is so cute. And <laughs> I am so jealous that I do not have one. So basically, this is how I understand it. You had mm-hmm. this bomb ass apartment in Texas, Texas, mm-hmm. right? In Dallas. Yes. Uh-huh. And you were moving out of it. And mm-hmm. instead of Selling your apartment, getting rid of it, you turned it into a content studio. Is that yes, right? Tell me correct. everything because I need one here in Miami. <laughs> so, okay. So, w- number one, I literally just stopped doing the content crib, but I'll explain everything to you. So. Well, we may have to bring it back after the end of this episode. So, <laughs> tell me everything. Right, right. So, okay. So, um, I was actually moving to Atlanta. And I went literally like just to look at apartments and I posted on my story, which I typically am not the kind of person to share my business like that. And so I don't know what came over me. Maybe I was just excited. I was like posting on my story and I have a lot of friends that live in Atlanta too. So like they were trying to like keep up with me. So I figured it might just be best for me to post it so they can all see. (laughs) Um, But when I did that, one of my friends back home, she was like, "Um, ma'am, don't, what are you doing? What, like, are you getting rid of your apartment? Don't do that. And she was like, I have an idea. And she actually, um, was my photographer. So of course, when she said she had this idea, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll listen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had already in my head at that time, I had already been thinking about having like a co-working space or something where people could pay a fee to just come right. Like either hourly or monthly or something. And so when she said that, I was like, okay, I'll listen. Like, that's just, that's not even um, a bad idea. So when I got back home, we talked about it and she's not a processes person, but I am. Mm-hmm. So I was able to bring in the processes. Of course, I, I'm the one that had the apartment. And then she was the one that was able to bring in the creativity and really understand how to market it to people that are creative, that would want to book the space, you know, and a lot of her clientele were interested in, in booking the space as well. So we were like, I, I was like, okay, my lease is almost up. So I'm about to leave. So right. Let's make, make it sure quick. I, right. So we need to figure out if I'm going to keep this apartment or not, because if not, I'm getting rid of this apartment. Right. So we, <laughs> so within that first month, we were like on a, like just trying to test it. We were just like in a hurry to get this launch, test it, see if people liked it. 
And sure enough, people really loved it. Like to the point where everybody right away was like, oh, I want to do that too. I want to do that too. It was like, everyone just went crazy. Um, so the only thing was I just didn't end up moving. (laughs) Oh no. Gotcha. So you wound up staying and keeping the place. Exactly. And so I, we were building this business and I'm just like, it's really inconvenient for me because I can't, because I want to live here now. Gotcha. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But still major takeaways in that, because I think that is such a brilliant idea as a content creator and as content creation, continues to boom like it is mm-hmm. becoming a multi-billion dollar business and content creators yeah. will always need locations to shoot in so for any of my people listening i hope the light bulb is going off for you if you have a location that you can rent out literally by the hour like this doesn't nobody's living there it's not an right. airbnb you don't need to be changing sheets and and hosting people for weekends and they cooking Thanksgiving dinner. No, these are people who are coming in for two hours to shoot a podcast or shoot some reels or shoot a YouTube video and they are out. You could be printing money from a location and all you have to do is put together somewhere, fire, market mm-hmm. it and make money from it. Like, hello, I am all about passive income. This is so brilliant for a physical location that you already have. Like when, yeah. when, 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 when? Yes. And you could take, um, you could literally take an old home, you could take your apartment, whatever, and just turn it into that. And I think people don't realize like when you do hourly rentals, you can make even more than Airbnb. So it's just, it's just really a win-win. But just so everyone knows, Jasmine, the one that I was doing it with, she's still doing the content cribs. She just found a new location. And so if you would like to book, it will be open soon. So don't Perfect. think that you can't go to a content crib in Yes, Dallas. we know one. And I will link one. <laughs> I will link it, of course, in the show notes. So don't even worry about it. And when you're ready to bring the content crib to Miami, like, let me know. Yes. We may have to make that happen. I'm always looking for new streams of income. Y'all know that. Get rich crew. <laughs> you know the vibes. Yes. Okay. I want to talk podcasting because okay. obviously that is my zhuzh. Mm-hmm. I've been in this game five years and I love to see new sisters like coming in to the podcast space. So tell me about the wealthy woman podcast. Yes. So the wealthy woman podcast, it was like all these different things starting at one time, but I had had on my heart to do it last year and it just did not work out. And so fast forward to this year, everything kind of just came together and I ended up meeting my co-host, which is Gabby Dorsey. She is a realtor here in Dallas. Like literally everyone that's anyone, they go to Gabby for their real- to be their realtor. So um, I was like, let me connect with this girl and see what she's about. Because I really wanted to bring someone else on the show that offered something completely different than I did. Mm-hmm. She's a mom. Um, she has a more traditional job, you know, yeah. than I do. <laughs> and I think that a lot of people can relate to her on a lot of levels. So I wanted to bring us together and I wanted us to start a podcast that centered around all things that people should be concerned with when trying to be wealthy. I like to take a really holistic approach to being wealthy. I think it's not just about having money. It's literally a state of mind. It's a way of life. Even when you are doing anything, whether it be beauty, skincare, um, going to the grocery store, like Mm -hmm. every choice that you make 
is from a wealthy headspace versus not, right? Yeah. And so that poverty mindset. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so um, on the show, we talk about all kinds, a lot of we, a lot of the conversations are centered around mindset or current events, or we bring on beautiful experts like yourself onto the show. (laughs) Yes, y'all, I'm gonna be on her show. Don't you worry about it. I'm gonna link that in the show notes. (laughs) Yes. Um, And they come on the show and share their expertise, how they started their businesses, how they grew, and just all of the things that they had to grow through in order to become who they are today. And so I really love um, the people that we're able to bring on the show and showcase because I think that a lot of the other shows that I look at that are trying to talk about being wealthy and stuff like that, they really focus in on just like, okay, here's how to make money. Here's 10 steps to do this. Here's the things to invest in. But it's like the richer, deeper behind the scenes of like, yeah, I think what you're saying is there are things you have to do before you become the rich bitch, before you you become the wealthy woman. (laughs) What was the thing that you did to get your mind, your spirit and your heart set to become the rich bitch before you got into the hard rock? Am I right? Yes. And how are you maintaining that? Because Mm. the maintenance baby, that's a whole nother ball game. (laughs) Right. I'm no pulling my hair out you. as we speak, thinking about the maintenance. Like, oh, <laughs> God, it's so much work to keep the money. So right. true. Right. So we just want to have real conversations around all of it. Right. So even last week, we were talking about Kanye. Right. But we were talking about it from the perspective of like, what is it like to be a billionaire and have all of those assets and all of those different business structures and all this stuff that he's juggling and what is he truly fighting for and how does it affect his finances you know like that's the conversation that we wanted to have we're not focused on you know like what the he said and his yeah, yeah 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 but right. the larger picture yes the larger picture of like what does it look like to be a billionaire right and what does that really look like for him on a lifestyle level and how is this affecting his life his family all of that right Um, but then at the same time, we have conversations with these experts and they're literally being very vulnerable and telling us like, yeah, when I was on my journey, I went through depression or I had these different things happen. My husband wasn't as supportive as I wanted him to be. Like, those are the conversations that I think unlock, um, the heart, you know, within behind all this stuff that we're doing, like the, the business, all of that, like it just. I think it just um, humanizes things a little bit because people look up to people like us, yep. but they don't see like, and no, we are I, exactly like y'all. Right. <laughs> last week I was crying, sliding down my wall. So like yep. <laughs> this morning, hell this morning, <laughs> yep. but I still got the job done. Yes. Okay. Got it done. <laughs> I get it. That is major. That is yeah. major. I cannot wait to be on your show. I guessed very, very rarely. So it's going to be a big deal for me to turn up. I will be there with Bell's I'm excited. Thank you. I'm excited. Okay. So I want to talk about something that I suck at, but that you are good at. And hopefully you can teach me and all the people, baby, what is the scoop on TikTok? Why can I not? I have conquered Instagram. Like I print money and followers and community and like everything I want. All my dreams come from Instagram. TikTok could not care less about me. What am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Tell me how you gained. What are you at? A hundred K followers? 150? Yeah, followers? like 130. Yeah. Like overnight though. Yeah. What was the scoop? The tea? <laughs> the step-by-step? What are we doing wrong on Inst- I mean, on TikTok? Help me. 
We're going to dive back into this episode in just a second. But first, I have to invite you to a very special event. I've talked about my success story as a dropshipper so many times on this podcast, and I'm ready to share more of the game with you. So I'm hosting a free e-commerce masterclass teaching you how to launch and grow an online business without ever buying inventory. And yes, you are invited to attend. Visit freedropshippingtraining.com to register to attend. I cannot wait to see you there. Now, let's get back to the show. So, okay. This is what I will say. I have noticed that everybody that is really into Instagram, they have a very hard time transitioning onto TikTok. <laughs> and it's because the platforms are totally different. As much yeah. as, t- is, as Instagram likes to try to compete with TikTok, I think that is why they are hitting this wall with the company because they're trying to be a platform that is totally opposite of them. And so I would say if you come into it, you need to kind of relate it to YouTube. And I think that's why I did so well coming in is because I already put a lot of effort into YouTube. Um, Not a ton, but I put some effort into YouTube. And that's really how I built my business. Like, even though I have followers on Instagram, most of my sales have come from YouTube, either from me doing organic videos, from me running ads over there. So when I transitioned onto TikTok, because the structure is similar and the way that people take in the content is similar it really just transitioned well. And I got it really quickly. Um, so for anyone that is trying to figure it out, the biggest thing on TikTok is stop trying to be cute. Okay. (laughs) Don't try to be cute. Don't come on there trying to like be extra aesthetic. That's not what this is for. Okay. You need to come on TikTok and the biggest thing every single time you get on there, like the number one thing that you need to be focused on is resonance. You need people to resonate with what you're talking about or feel some type of emotion towards what you're talking about. So if they don't resonate with it, it needs to be polarizing. It needs to make them feel the total opposite way. They feel, Mm -hmm. you know, like it can't just be even. So we need strong emotions on TikTok. It's not nothing generic, nothing general. We are going hard in the paint for whatever it is that you're talking about. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so just like on, on YouTube, you know, people do clickbait, right? So on TikTok, your clickbait is your hook. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure the very first thing you say out of your mouth needs to be something that's going to make them stop scrolling. And it could be that you say something that is a little clickbaity. That's going to make them think that you're going in a total opposite direction of what you're about to say. Or it could just be that you do something a little alarming. So like always think about that, that first frame, either you need to say something exciting or interesting, or you need to do something physically interesting so that they keep watching. Okay. Um, The other thing is you need to understand how the algorithm works right now. So right now, while we're recording this episode, the way the algorithm works is TikTok is looking for a few key metrics, okay? They want to make sure that people are watching your video, like they're looking at the watch time, okay? Mm -hmm. So the longer someone's watching, the better. And um, with the watch time, this is the thing. You, if a lot of people try to do that little trick where they're like, oh, I'm going to upload a six second video and of course my watch time will be high. Right. Yes, but there's other metrics along with that. So that's not always the best strategy. And when you do those six second videos, it does not convert into a lot of followers because I've seen that time and time again, where people do those little videos and then they have all these high views and then they don't hardly have any followers. And so, because that doesn't, 
give me any substance. It doesn't give me a reason to follow you. So when you do your videos, original content, okay, stop using trending sounds as much initially and just do your own audio so that TikTok recognizes it as original content. Okay. Okay. And so then do longer videos, start with doing videos anywhere between 30 seconds to two minutes and see how that starts performing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. 30 seconds to two minutes, even a little longer if you want. And then make sure that throughout this video, you, this is a thing. A lot of people, like when they get on there and they do tips and stuff, tips are great, but take the time to explain each tip. So don't just say tip one, um, go to the grocery store. Tip two, no, no, no. Say go to the grocery store. The reason you should go to the grocery store is because the grocery store has the best produce. You know, like really go in there and really flush it out. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said, it's similar to YouTube. So people want to get like a little extra, right? They, they didn't come just for you to list some stuff. So, okay. So you have your watch time, right? You're trying to get people to watch longer. And then the other metric that they're looking for is that people are saving and that they are, um, following. Okay. The follow thing right now, because this is what I've noticed before you could get away with people watching and saving, and then they would push your video more and more and more in the algorithm. But now I'm noticing that they're really heavy on following. So if your video is getting you a lot of followers off that video, they're going to keep pushing it. And so the way to, of course, get followers is to give value or do something that people want to like do a series. Yeah. Something that people want to share or something that people keep wanting to come back for. So if people want to come back and they want to hear part two, three, four, they need to follow you, right? To get notified of when you put out part two, three, and four. So I recommend doing series Um, And then in your video, (laughs) this is always something that, of course, it's a little risky because some people get in their feelings. I'm down for risky. Let's go. (laughs) This is getting rich or get drunk trying. Like, tell me everything. So I recommend that you say something wrong on purpose in the video. And the reason (laughs) the reason I say that is because everyone's going to run to the comments and they're going to try to correct you. Baby, the grammar police. The spell check police, they cannot wait to get in them comments and say, mm-hmm. well, first of all, you yes. put an extra O in two and it was supposed to be T-O and like, okay, friend, right. got it. Relax. I'm a millionaire. I know how to spell, but right. whatever. Like, okay. okay. <laughs> yes. So do something wrong. Okay. Even like if you're using the green screen, um, the green screen effect, if you're talking about something and you're showing an example, let's say you put uh, Beyonce on the screen and you said, or you're talking about Beyonce, just put a picture of Solange on, you know, and Get like your out. <laughs> what? That, this is quite the hack. This is quite the, oh, we get real tricky and real spicy on TikTok. Really? <laughs> and just throw it in there randomly and just keep yeah. talking like it's nothing. But like, right, right. Say, and see oh, if yeah, people yeah. notice it, see if they comment. Yes. That is wild. I ain't mad at it. I'm here for the innovation. Mm-hmm. And th- the beauty of short form content is like, it's 10 seconds. If it doesn't work, delete it. Nobody delete died. It. it didn't cost you any money to do. Like right. worst case scenario is you delete it and you do something different. Like exactly. y'all will survive. Yes. It's not that deep. <laughs> I love yes. it. So yeah, I, love I recommend it. Super smart. it out. Cause it, that, that's the biggest thing when you're trying to get followers, you want the algorithm to push your content as much as possible. So when you have all this engagement going, it's like, it just TikTok. Sometimes they don't even know necessarily why, like what's making people go crazy. 
but they're just going to keep pushing it if people are going crazy and sharing and favoriting and all that stuff. So, Mm. um, that's my formula. Also to the biggest thing that has helped me when I wasn't quite sure about why my content was performing, my trick was always to use the features in the app. So green screen, baby, anytime I do a green screen, I just know that the views are just going to be higher just because it's a green screen. Did not matter how good the content was. It's right. just green screen. Okay. Really? Okay. Yes. Um, and then what else? Oh, and stitching. Anytime you see somebody at, like where their video is picking up a lot of momentum and people keep talking about it, or you see a lot of people commenting and you have something that you to can say. to say that you can add your little two cents, go on and do it. Because what happens is you start writing their views in the algorithm. So anybody that watched their video, then your video is going to be recommended to those same people. And so you just naturally are going to get more views because of it. And so even myself, sometimes I find it funny because now people use my content to to stitch with. And you know what? I'm about to go on your TikTok right now and stitch me a video because you're already my vibe. So I'm sure I have something to say. Exactly. And so you'll get my audience coming to you. And Love so it. sometimes I have to be careful because people will try to stitch me and like, you know, say something smart or whatever. And so I have to be careful because then if I go engage with it, then it, TikTok is that's a whole nother rabbit it. hole. Yeah, that's a whole nother. You, uh-uh. it, so I understand like, what you mean completely there. Yes, I'm like, I'm not even going to give you no energy. No energy. So yeah, because that could go left real, real quick. <laughs> Okay, yeah. perfect. And, you know, shout out to the influencer crew. Uh, it's just not my personal lane. Everything mm-hmm. I do on social media is to build a business. It is to yes. convert customers. The end. So I would like to know, outside of the influencer route, mm-hmm. how are you using TikTok to build your business? How are you using it yes. to drive traffic that actually converts? Like, Shout out to the girls who want, you know, sponsored makeup. God bless you. <laughs> o- over here, mm-hmm. we I need you in my sales funnel. So what yes. do we need to do to not just, you know, pop on TikTok, mm-hmm. but convert and drive traffic to our actual brands? Good question. So this is what I've noticed, or this is what I've picked up on. Um, a lot of people get on there and they say some really good stuff, but they just don't know how to convert it. And this is what I've seen when I, if I get on there and give some tips, that's great. Like it always does well. But what I've noticed is if I really hone in on a really specific aspect of whatever it is I'm teaching. So like when I talk about digital products, because of course that's how I made my money. So I teach people how to make digital products now and make money off of that. So when I start talking about that, I dive into a specific thing about it that kind of debunks a myth or debunks Mm. some kind of like objection that they have. And so one thing I like to always talk about is the math, right? And so what I did, um, I didn't do like, I didn't go into great detail, but because people have no idea about the fact that you need to know the math behind your funnel, what I did was I was like, Hey, I got on there. My hook was like, Hey, it's so easy to make five figures a month from selling digital products. This is how you do it. And so then I changed the screen and I flipped it to where you see me writing, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm literally showing them, this is how you do the math on on conversion. This is how you, you know, this is like a breakdown of how it's done. And so it's something about that where you're like unveiling things and showing them like behind the scenes of like, oh, this is really what it is. That makes you stand out from other coaches on there, right? 
So, um, and another person that does this really well is Justin from, um, support black colleges. If you yeah, look at his Justin. content, mm-hmm. yes, Justin does that all the time very well. So if you look at him, he has plenty of examples. Um, and then at the end of the video, just like you would do any other time, have that call to action and you let them know, Hey, I have a free training this weekend, or I have this product. You can go purchase it here. Pull up on me. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's the easiest way is like, give them a, t- cause listing ideas. I've realized sometimes listing tips, it still feels overwhelming to people. It still feels like that sounds good, but is it actually but it's too doable? much to do? Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So just give them one good thing that's really going to hook them in and then direct them to the free training or direct them to your product from there. And then, oh, and if you have a physical product that can provide a before and after, that's always what you lead with before and afters. Okay. And then from Love there, it. send them to go purchase. Love it. This is so freaking useful. I'm going to take all these tips on for myself because TikTok is not my platform, but my dropshipping students, I want you guys to tap into what she just said on the very end about that physical product before and after, like do that how-to video. Show them how to store the product, clean the product, use the product, use it in a different environment than they would have uh, initially thought of. If you have a product-based business, you should absolutely positively be mm-hmm. running it up on TikTok. Like, I think it's harder for us because all the ideas are in my brain. So I have to show you like these high level skills just from thought versus if yes. I had a physical product, please, like me and TikTok would get along right. really, really, really <laughs> well. So you guys have no excuses because no Donnie excuses. just gave us the whole <laughs> game. And yes, I will link her TikTok, of course, yes. in the show notes. And actually, let me give one more tip because... Yes, please, all the tips. Yeah, because I gave this to my mom and literally just yesterday she did it and she got like 20 sales right away. So there, yeah. So there's a content creator. I cannot think of her name right now. But she does this thing on TikTok where she pretends like she's not the owner of her brand, okay? Mm -hmm. And so she, all the time, she does these videos where she's testing out her own products to see if they actually work. And then at the end, she reveals, y'all, this is my product. Go purchase it, right? That's cute. And, so, <laughs> and at the beginning of her video, she always says something that like catches your attention. So she'll be like, oh my gosh, this is Beyonce's favorite mascara, or this is the number one product that Vogue recommended or something like that. And then she'll go into testing to see if it works. And then she'll be like, y'all, I was just playing, but this is my product and it works. So go purchase it. And so my mom did it yesterday and she started off her video saying like, this is Oprah's favorite pie mix and all this stuff. And then she, in the video, she shows herself testing out the pie mix and, and seeing if it actually works, how easy it is to actually use the pie mix. If it tastes good, you see her doing all those steps. And then at the end, she's like, y'all, I'm just kidding. This is mine. And <laughs> you can go purchase it. And people loved it. And a lot of people get afraid to like say little stuff like that at the beginning of their videos. But like we talked about earlier, earlier, it's controversial it catches mm-hmm. people's attention. Mm-hmm. And if even if they did not like that you did that. Worst they, case scenario. Right. Worst case scenario is going to help your engagement. So, yep. <laughs> And so regardless, I, I need to go look through the comments on her video because she has a lot of comments on there. But I know that people were like, you know what? This is cute. I'm going to try your product now. And she said. And look, 20 sales of one quick little TikTok video. Shout yeah, out to and mom. She said, she said most of the people were purchasing multiple bags of the mix. So <laughs> we love to see it. I hope mom goes viral. These are such good tips. Yes. I will be implementing all of them because me and TikTok <laughs> still just don't get along. Okay. I have another question for you. 
because I know that you are like me. We are mm-hmm. serial entrepreneurs. Yeah. I could start a business every day of the week. I mean, if I had more help, I would own 412 companies. So I know yeah. that you are just like me in that way. What has been the key for you to serial entrepreneurship? What has been the key mm-hmm. to like staying not just sane, but <laughs> happy and joyful mm-hmm. in launching all of these multiple businesses? How are you juggling all the things? And then how do you edit yourself? How do you look at a business idea and not do it? Because I know that that's hard for you because I, I know we're the same person. So tell, yeah. tell me everything. Yeah. The editing part, I will say that has been something that has always been challenging for me. <laughs> raising my hand. For those who are not watching, this is me raising my hand because that's, that's why I asked you that specific question. Yeah. I will see a business idea and be like, oh, I have to do it. Yes. Why, Asia? That don't Why? have nothing to do with your life. <laughs> don't you dare. And then I own yeah. this whole thing for no reason. So how are you editing? Yeah. So <laughs> I one good thing about having uh, people around you that are further in life than you or that are really business savvy um, or that are just always like seeing all the risks. Even though they they feel like party poopers, those are the people that you need around because they help level you out when you're always seeing the optimistic side and you're always seeing all the possibilities. The glass is half full all the time. Exactly. And so when I first came into some money, I had that little itch. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to seize the moment. I have to do all the things that I ever dreamed of because now I can do them. And I quickly realized that that is not the best option, right? Because it spreads you thin. And you. this is the other thing you have to remember is every idea that you have, even if it is good, um, everything has its season, right? Mm. And if it is for you, you will not miss out on that moment. It doesn't matter if it happens now or 10 years from now. If it's for you, it'll happen mm. when it's supposed to happen. And so I think it's really important to be able to be aware of what season you're in and your capacity and not feeling like you're going to miss out. Like that is the biggest thing is stop feeling like you're going to miss out because it's much better to be to reel it in and double down and get really good at something. And so for me, one thing that I've had to learn over the years is people, when I, from, when I've gone from business to business and done different things, um, the one thing, the one common thread that has held me down is the fact that people like me, people like Mm -hmm. me as a person. Mm -hmm. And so that is the thing that carries me from business to business because sometimes when you launch something new, people don't know whether it's good or not, but they just support me because it's me. And then they, they figure out if they like it later. Right. And so you, as a business owner, if you're someone that likes to, you know, be a serial entrepreneur, go from business to business, you need to understand what is that thing that draws people to you or what is your strength that you can play up on? So if you are just really good at strategy, then you probably can go from business to business and come up with strategies to grow each business, right? If you are someone where people are just naturally drawn to you and anything that you're doing, then you should capitalize on that. And that is the backbone of everything that you're doing. And so for me, because I'm the face of most of the things that I do, I protect my brand at all costs. I do not care. I don't don't care what you trying to do over there. I am going to protect what I got going on and protect my brand identity at all costs. And your reputation. And my reputation. Exactly. 
That is like my biggest thing, um, because that has been the thing that has just carried me from business to business. And the other thing that I'll leave you with is when you are someone that's multi-passionate, multi-gifted, um, a lot of times, because people always like to talk about, you know, operating in your purpose and using your gifts, which I'm big on that. But what I've realized is when you have, when you're gifted at a lot, sometimes your purpose get it shifts from season to season. Mm. Your life will probably have an overarching uh, purpose, you know, that where every you'll see patterns, right. Where everything correlates over time. But for me, I've noticed that sometimes in certain seasons, I use more gifts on one end than the other, right? So some seasons I'm really heavy on teaching and God really has me doing that. Other seasons, he'll pull me in a different direction and he'll have me be um, a role model for people or he'll have me really um, speak on my experiences because it's healing for other people to hear that, right? So I just, I have to flow with whatever I feel like my purpose is in that season. And so it went, but I, I realized that when I flow with that and I stop resisting it and I stop feeling shame about, you know, being flip floppy as people like mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. or not being committed to things, things begin to flow easier for me because I'm not, you know, bogged down by shame or trying to do whatever everybody else is doing or what they think I should be doing. So many keys in that. Yeah. Um, what I really see in what you just said is you're committed to yourself and you're committed mm-hmm. to success, period. Yes. How you get there, you're flexible on. Some flexible. days it's going to be coaching. Sometimes it's going to be e-commerce. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's going to be TikToking. But yep. the overarching <laughs> theme is success for Donnie, wealthy woman, and everybody in her brand and her portfolio. I think exactly. that is exactly what my listeners need to hear is that it's okay Mm -hmm. if you want to do multiple things that's perfectly fine as long as that underlying theme stays consistent and you stay true to it and then that other key that i heard there was having other people in your life who are different from you who have a different perspective who are further along on their journey who are maybe pessimistic if you're optimistic (laughs) or vice versa because they do have value and we are not always the smartest people in the room. And if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's how I like to operate. If I'm the richest person here, I need to go. Because there's nothing that I can learn. (laughs) Like I can offer value to others, but I can't absorb anything. So that is major. Like if you have those ideas, if you're a person like Donnie and I, who could open a business every day of the week, make sure you occasionally run that plan by someone who is very different from you and also successful or educated or whatever the case may be, but just different from you so that you can see those other ends of things and not just run and spread yourself thin. I think that is so smart. I am literally going to enact that advice when we get off this call before I launch my 37,000th thing. (laughs) I know exactly who I'm going to call. Like, wait a minute. What do you think? What could I possibly be missing in this scenario? Super, super smart advice. Yeah. Um, Because I I did... Yes, go ahead, babe, please. (laughs) When I did content cribs, that was like the first thing that happened. There's a guy that I'm really close with and he was like, "Um, does that make sense? (laughs) And so, of course, because I'm used to him by now. Yeah, you know his energy. Yeah. You probably knew he was going to say that before you even called him. I already knew. I already knew. And so I was like, I've done my research. I've researched the business model. I've done this, this, and this, and this. And so he was able to add in some extra things, you know, that I hadn't really thought about. 
but it does train my own brain and, you know, my own sides of it. Yes. Because it was great that like the more and more I do this, every time I come to him, we're getting closer and closer with how together. Uh huh. And so I'm like, smart. Oh, yeah. I thought about all that. <laughs> smart, smart, smart. And this is why the winners win. Exactly. <laughs> because we're not looking at people who oppose us as haters. Exactly. We're not looking at someone who has a different opinion and call and saying that they're stupid or they're not as smart as us or they don't see the vision. Take right. that constructive criticism truly to heart and look mm-hmm. and check those boxes off for yourself. You could still get to the end of the finish line and say they were wrong, but at least now you are prepared. You have an answer for those objections right. and that'll help you with your clientele. That'll right. help you with your customer. Like everybody is not hating on you or, or, you know, is not as intelligent as you are, or it's not that they don't believe in you, but maybe they have a perspective and a vision that you don't have and you need both of those to succeed, man, I might need your homeboy's phone number too because I, I need more people to call that are different from me that can right. help me edit so right. that I stop launching new freaking brands. If y'all get rich crew, you know, I would only tell y'all this, but I just got entirely too much going on. <laughs> All right. So wealthy woman, I need yes. something from you. I need the get rich tip of the week. What should the babes be doing (laughs) so that our finances are wealthy from the inside out? Give me something. Hit me. (laughs) Okay. So this is, um, this is what I will say. I know that a lot of people are always like, Oh, invest the, invest in this, save here, do this, do that. Uh, there are tons of things like that, but I will say, um, just as somebody that has lived through a lot of things, the biggest thing that I recommend is diversifying the way you bring in money. Okay. And <laughs> that this, the number, like the very first step to being wealthy is cash flow. The Amen. very first step. Amen. You cannot save yourself into security. Okay. Nope. Nope. Nobody ever <laughs> saved their way to millionaire status, saved their way to the Forbes list. True right. Story. Right. Yep. So we need to find ways to make more money. And I recommend that you give yourself three months to start a new stream of income that is flowing, right? Like that is just bringing in consistent money and preferably passive so that you are not, you know, spreading yourself thin. If you can set something up like that and, and to keep in mind that a lot of things that are not, um, cause you know, people like to argue about what's passive and what's not. You can put processes in place to turn most things into passive income. Absolutely okay? true. So, yep. Yes. So like air doing Airbnb. Yes, it can be active, but it can also be passive with the right um, automations systems. and systems. Mm-hmm. Yes. Same thing with vending machines and all kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. I would look into that. Um, one that I'm looking into right now that I don't hear a lot of people talking about is parking lots. I would love to be in a parking lot. Yes. Yeah. Parking lots, tow trucks, all of that. Like, yes, they just print money 24-7 with no yes. maintenance. Yes. yes. Because for me, because I had a warehouse and all these different things, all that stresses me out. So if you could give me some land. <laughs> yep, perfect. That I don't have to do nothing to. Yes. Sign me up. No lights. I don't have to do all the... Yes, there's nothing to steal. Yes. Nothing to mess up. Yes. It's just a patch of asphalt. Look at God. Yes. 
That is my dream. I could not agree more. I could right. not agree more. Yeah. The land is just so expensive. You know what? We need to talk about this off camera. Yes. But yes, I totally, yes. fully, fully support <laughs> that. That is a massive get rich tip. Mm-hmm. That is what get rich or get drunk trying is literally about. I started as a drop shipper. That's why mm-hmm. I teach drop shipping because so many people, they make money on their jobs, which is great. But the second you get off the clock, you're out of money, period. Literally. You have no passive income. You have to eat. You have to sleep. Your your income is capped at how many hours you can work. And because yeah. we're human, you will never be able to work 24 hours a day. So never. I completely stand by that. Get you some passive income. It is even if it is, you know, a hundred dollars a month, it is it will Baby. add up so quickly. And because you don't have to be active to obtain that money, mm-hmm. it will be life changing, just running in the background. Take that $100 a month and put it into a vehicle that will make money on top of it. It is the formula for winning. But stop going go. to get another job. Just Thank stop. You. Just hang that up. Thank why are we you. getting a second form of employment? For why? When you for can spend what? that time investing and building another stream of passive income. Like, yes. I don't get it. The babes will go get three more degrees. For what? Right. Find you a grant, get you a loan and start that second stream of income, get you some passive income, take that income and invest it into something, whether it be some uh, index funds, something that can be growing. Because a lot of people love to say that I don't have any money to invest. Okay, well, let's make you some money to invest. Period. (laughs) Okay, say less. Done. Cool. I can find that. We can figure that out. But (laughs) what we're not going to do is put that money in Chase and just let it sit there looking crazy. Like, we're not. We're not. We're not doing that. that. (laughs) We're not doing that in 2022. So true. Y'all see why I wanted Donnie on the show? Because she is my type of people. Okay, we're going to close this out. Mm -hmm. But I need, I know that you are a big reader i loved your amazon list of books oh thank you but give me one get rich read what should the babes be pouring into their brain so that they can be wealthy women so my ultimate is um the book is called the mountain is you okay and this book- i saw that on your list okay tell me mm-hmm. everything this book gonna read you for film oh, okay gonna read us okay perfect <laughs> Add to cart. Let me add that to cart. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Yeah, because this book, so I, I'll say as someone, as I was growing my business and, you know, trying to do all the different things that the people say you should do, uh, I realized that I kept running into self-sabotage. I was hitting my upper limit. I was burning myself out. And all of that is symptoms of you not facing yourself. Mm-hmm. And you trying to be a certain way because you think that that's what people want you to be. And so this book really breaks down um, how to let go of shame, how to face yourself, how to understand why you self-sabotage, why you, you know, why you do the, the things that are considered negative and how, the ways that you try to protect yourself as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are operating from a, a place of pride and we want to get all the recognition. We're trying to do all these things and accomplish all these things. But what does it really mean? Right. And so I think this book has really helped me to like face myself (laughs) and do some growing up because girl, there's just a lot more to life than what we act like it is on social media. Mm -hmm. So this book, I recommend it to everybody, anybody that's having a hard time and like that's having internal battles, or you just want to, 
really get in tune with yourself. This book is just great. Everybody that I've recommended it to, they love it. So I recommend that. I am totally interested. As soon as you said that the book was going to read me, Mm -hmm. I'm just on time for a good reading. So that is perfect. That is absolutely (laughs) right. That's how we're going to set ourselves up for 2023. I will link the book in the show notes. Yes. As always, Donnie, you were a pleasure. I just knew you would be. Aww. I knew you would just be coming in like sunshine, just giving <laughs> us blonde energy and vibes and wealth <laughs> here for it. Where can the people find you? I'm going to link everything, but give yeah. us the details. Well, thank you so much for having me, number one. I really, really appreciate it. I love everything that you do. I love your brand. My students always tell me they love what you're doing. So. Hey, y'all. Hey, Donnie students. <laughs> um, but you can find me on TikTok, of course, and on Instagram. Both handles are the same. It's the Donnie Brown. And then um, you can also find Stuff About Wealthy Women on WealthyWomanDaily.com. Uh, the wait list will be up within the next couple weeks, so you can join the wait list for the newsletter. I'm very excited about that. So stay tuned. Um, and then I'm also about to get back in my YouTube bag. So go find me on YouTube. Just look up Donnie Brown. I should come right up. I love it. I love it. I'll link everything in the show notes for you guys. It was a pleasure to have you. And I will see you guys next week. Get rich or get drunk. Try and crew. Behave yourself <laughs> and go make some goddamn money. I will see you all next week. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you've learned something amazing, let's continue the conversation. Follow me on Instagram at get rich or get drunk trying and tell me what you took from today's show. Then tap in at get rich or get drunk trying.com to get all the details and links from today's episode. I cannot wait to get rich with you next time. Until then, peace.